Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back. It's the Beyond Belief Podcast. It's your host, Bill. I'm joined with Alan. Dude, what's up? What's happening? I went in fast. I went in <laughs> fast and speedy. You went in hot. Quick intro, brother. And we just uh, kicked it off real fast. Anyways, uh, I had to do a little change in something up here. Something happened. Uh, and now I feel like it's 100 degrees in the house. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. I'm having hot flashes. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. Let's get back on track. Uh, I, I brought up a topic to you yesterday, uh, and this won't be new to a lot of people. I'm, I'm still just three years in on my, my, uh, my relationship, my walk. Uh, so this was new to me. I mean, I, not new. I've read it. I just didn't know what it meant. I saw the word testimony, right? Uh, in the old Testament, uh, I want to say it was Exodus 12, 25, I think. And it was capitalized, right? So I was like, why is that? Right. Anyways, so I start going down these roads looking at stuff. And anyways, I thought it I thought it was interesting. Well, and I it's not because I didn't know specifically what it was, but it, it dawned on me that that's probably where we got the word testimony from. Right. Or, or where where current day Christians use it. Right. Right. When we talk about, you know, oh, this is my testimony. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't really I mean, it would be crazy to walk around and go, this is my witness statement. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like, because that's what it means is, you know, to anyways. I got you. (laughs) I just thought it was interesting. My mind works in weird ways. Anyway, so uh, I wrote a devotion about it. I started to read it and look at it. Uh I mean, I'll be the first one to admit Exodus to me isn't an exciting book in the Bible. I mean, I like to read, I like to read the Bible, but Exodus isn't one that I like go back to all the time. Right. It just happens to be the second time I'm reading through it and looking at it, it stuck out to me. So anyways, I got you. Uh, did you know that? I, I mean, I, I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Anyways, uh, you go deeper on some subjects more than I, I give consideration yeah, and then I vice versa. I, know. I <laughs> you know. know. I find the word like the, and I'm like, Ooh, no, that's, that's awesome. Because actually I'd never, it never stuck out to me when reading that, that it was capitalized. So. Yeah. And I'm not going to go through the whole devotion I wrote because then what would be the point of people reading it? But uh, with the test, the testimony, the testimony uh, is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm still, I was still looking through some of the stuff. The testimony is the 10 commandments. It's the tablets that were given to Moses uh, that were placed in the ark. Uh, So anyways, which, which was the covenant well, it was the law, but it also uh, symbolized the covenant between God and the people of Israel, Israel right. uh, the chosen people. Right. Uh, so anyways, I found, I found it, man, there's so much parallelism in the Bible from the oh, Old Testament. Absolutely. And, I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's, an, it's uncanny. It is. Yeah. I mean, I look at it and I'm like, oh, oh, check this out. I know right. where this is at. And the more you study and read. Yep. Uh, and the more that you pray for discernment, I mean, this stuff just starts, it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I know people that have like a vast 
amount of Bible knowledge. They're like, yeah, okay, get on with it. Uh, but this stuff to me was very interesting anyway. So that covenant between God and the, and the people of Israel, uh, by way of the 10 commandments, the law is a way that God expected people to behave and was also his side of the contract was, this is how I'll respond if you don't, or if you do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which that's our testimony, right? Like that's our testimony is a contract really. And in my mind, I know this is probably stupid, but in my mind, it's a testimony of how we behave because of the part of the contract that God sent through his son for us. Right. And how we're going to be held to it. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, the, the people of Israel, uh, obedient or not, and sometimes they weren't, uh, they had faith, right? There was a, a certain level of faith there. A certain level, yeah. Yeah. I've, Exodus amazes me at times because, okay, so um, the children of Israel, they were led out of Egypt. Yeah. So. Faith. Yes, yeah. they were let off. Right. I know they, what you're getting to, but you know, and then you're like, geez, how long does this take? But and then <laughs> he, you know, um, God parted the sea and yeah. they crossed over faith, faith. Absolutely. Yep. But then, and there were a lot of miracles. Moses hit the rock with his staff. Water yep. came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like every time he did something, it was a short period of time after, um, they would be like, oh, long. but what about us? Right. You know, right. he led us out of the of Egypt to starve. Right. And, right. and then manna came and um, he he led us out of Egypt and we're going to now we're going to us and our, our animals are going to die of thirst. Moses hits Water. rock. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's just amazing to me every time. Well, what does it sound like? It sounds like us. <laughs> yes. It I does. mean, seriously, it sounds Absolutely. like, you know, we, we get this great story in the new Testament when the Messiah comes, but the old Testament is a reflection of how a lot of us live today. But the most interesting thing that I find in Exodus is that even when God's people, when the Israelites had doubt and they turned their back, God still provided for them. Yeah. You know, he'd never yeah. let them see the promised land, but he never said, okay, I'm not, I'm going to stop providing the manna and let them all die. Well, no, it took 40 years for him to die. God he, didn't hold a grudge in that yeah, sense. Exactly. He's God. Yeah. So that he didn't have to say, well, you didn't do this. So here we go. But, but there the, were times that he, he did. The but anyways. parallel to that is how many times do we mess up and we think, oh, God won't help me in this situation yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And we forget about all the times that he did help us, even though we're knuckleheads. We are not. Um, uh, what's the word you used earlier? You know, we are we are not. He is not obligated. We, we're no, not right. Absolutely. You know, w- well, he's obligated because of his word, but we haven't deserved it is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, we're not deserving deserving that was the word right. i was looking for but man yeah. my mind it's Sometimes. all right it's all right man you're i'm getting old <laughs> I, was, I wasn't gonna say it but i was but then i caught myself it's all good um testimony 
is when, so the actual word testimony, right? Like when you, when you hear it, it's somebody giving account for something. Yeah. Uh, usually in today's terms, the legal term, it's, you know, you write down witnesses usually give a testimony of something they saw right. or reported. Uh, and that's how testimony is describing it. Interesting to me, cause I started thinking about this word a lot when I was looking through it, how a Christian uses it. A Christian uses it to describe how they came to Christ, right? What led them to Christ. Now, sometimes it's not, uh, you know, like our stories, it's not like something crazy, right? Uh, it's just that they, you know, they came to put their faith on Christ. And also, uh, the things that God has done in a person's life. Yeah. Um, you know, I was getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right, dude. It's all, it's, it's past present and future. Right. Our testimony isn't only reserved for something that has happened. Right. A lot of times when you hear a Christian talk about it, that's what they do. They talk about what happened to bring them to Christ. Right. Right. Like how they got there. A lot of, a lot of times we don't talk about what God is doing in our life currently. Yeah. And because of what he did to, to bring us to him, uh, and where we're at, we don't talk about what our future looks like with Christ. Right. Uh, we lose a lot of faith on that future part uh, because a lot of people and, I, and, and the stronger your faith, the stronger your uh, vision of what the future holds with God. Right. Um, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Then I'll get back to that part about the testimony. But we talked about the the grace thing a little bit yesterday, and we talked a little bit yesterday about you know people usually live in. Uh, you know, uh, glorifying God when things are going well, you know, they're comfortable, not comfortable. They're secure in their faith when things are, are just going great. You know, their marriage is good. Their friendships are good. Finances are good. And then, right. you know, something starts to get a little crack in it or fall apart. And then yeah. people are like, Oh, why is this happening to me? Why does God right. do this to me all the time? And it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. Exactly. You made the bad decision. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually that was a, the, another thing in the, in Exodus where um, Moses went up the mountain, yeah. you know, when God yeah. gave, they gave Bring me all the your gold and silver. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make our own God. Right. It's been you too know, long. How long yeah. are we supposed to wait here? People just like, Oh my gosh. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen Man. anything of God. Moses Who does that sound like? So, the, us? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, We're a bunch of knuckleheads. When I sit back and I'm like, you know, I tell on myself all the time on this podcast, you know, punch a nail through my finger or do something crazy. And it's like, all of a sudden I forget my entire growth in my relationship with God in a matter of seconds. Right. And it's like, you know, Oh, why would you let this happen to me? How could you, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) There's example beyond example of things that I've been blessed with. Right. You're the one that swung the hammer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. He, he didn't move my thumb over a half an inch. Well, you know, it's, you see a crappy aim. Right. I got you. So anyway, yeah, I don't want to go down that road of all the things, you know, but people, um, they doubt yeah. God's goodness, yeah. even though like the children of Israel, yeah. God provided, God did this. They saw the the rock produce water. They saw all this stuff. The um, They had a lot to look back on. Yeah, they had a tremendous amount. 
They should have been journaling so they could have looked back or something. I don't well, those, know. those stones would have been heavy to carry. <laughs> right. Uh, journaling isn't like it is today, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so anyways, the testimony part, man, like when I was talking about past, present, and future as Christians, we usually assign testimony uh, to come to know what has happened in our life to bring us to salvation. But more importantly, I think as Christians, we should talk about our testimony as living in Christ. What we're doing currently as we live in Christ, that is our testimony. Because I'll, I'll tell you, man, I got, when I got to thinking about this, I was like, I wonder what my testimony looks like. Yeah. Really? I mean, because a lot of people are like, oh, you, you know, uh, when this thing that you're dealing with is all over, you should share your testimony. Well, that's my past, right? Like that's not really relative to who I am now. Who I am now is is a new creature in Christ. That's what I, that's what my testimony should be. It shouldn't be about, you know, what happened, what I did. You know, it shouldn't it shouldn't have anything to do with that. Right. Albeit, you know, it will help some people. It'll be relative, but our testimony really is what God is doing in our lives currently. Right. You know, other people will see that. They're not going to look at me and go, uh, well, some will. They'll, they'll look and they'll say, no, there's that guy. Uh, but then some people are going to be like, wow, you know, I wonder why he has this deep relationship with Christ. Right. Uh, that should be our testimony. And that was my whole point, really, for wanting to talk about this, because when I die, I don't want people to know me as a good guy. Right. They won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want people to know me as a good welder or a good metal art guy or a whatever. Right. You, you put it yeah. out there, a good painter, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't want people to know me like that. Fill in the. Yeah. And that would be that would be their witness account to my life. Right. Is to whatever I put in front of me and made that most important thing. Like I look no. at my brother. I don't think of him as a good businessman. I look at him as a good husband, a good father and a good Christian. Right. Right. That's yeah. my witness testimony of my brother. Right. And it's amazing. And this just popped in my head. Um, uh -oh. You know, we look at, we look at, Oh, such a great football player. Oh, such a great basketball player. Uh -huh. Such a great NASCAR driver. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Put that person in there. Yeah. How many times, even the Christians sitting there watching the football game, watching NASCAR, watching whatever, or participating, how many times have you thought about, that is such a great basketball player. I wonder where his soul is. I wonder if, his, if he is pursuing a relationship with God yeah. or is that all he's ever going to be as a great basketball player? Yeah, I think about it all the time, man. You know I do. I look at, I mean, geez, you know how I am. I look and I'm like, man, this person sure sells their faith short. Yeah. And I don't mean that. I don't, listen, people get turned off because we talk about things that other people don't want to talk about. And I'm not going to candy coat it and and make it all nice and sound vanilla. I'm not going to do that. And and But I'm not putting, I am not, and I will say this statement, I am not putting somebody down when I try to identify how important their faith is in their life. Right. And just because I identify that it's not, that's, they sure they're accountable for that. Not me. Right. I'm just looking at it thinking, man, I wonder how much faith plays a role in that person's life. If they proclaim to be a Christian. Now, if right. you don't, I worry about, wow, this person should get the gospel. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, and that's, I just want that to be important because people are too sensitive, man. It, it's too dainty out there. When, when, <laughs> if you look at somebody and you're like, man, that person didn't put uh so-and-so, uh, uh, such and such on their social media, all of a sudden you're, you're a hater, you know, you're canceling something. I'm like, nah, all, all I did is point out, I wonder where their, their faith is in this whole thing. Right. Uh, where their relationship with God is or anyway. So uh, we don't have it all figured out. We don't have all the answers. That's not, yeah. that's not the key. We're not, we're not better than anybody else. I'm, I'm so undeserving of anything that's happened with me uh, prior to my relationship with God. Absolutely. I will, I will say this and I'll, I'll say it confidently. I am now in the family of God. Right. Right. I am, I am in that family. I, what, what we do now to bring glory to God isn't to get return blessings in return. Yeah. I do it as a matter of responsibility yeah. because, because he saved me from myself. Right. I didn't do nothing with it. Right. It had nothing to do with me. We talk about that all the time, but yeah. I have a responsibility now. We have a responsibility. And then also when you truly have your salvation, you are concerned about other people's souls. You want them very to, much. So man. you don't, it's not only you want to them to experience what you're experiencing. You want them to be secure for eternity. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it is a responsibility, but it's that desire to, to help other people as well. Um, yeah. so it, it, th this, uh, I know you, you, you're feverishly writing over there, but I'm not going to yeah. give you a chance yet. I, I see that. Yeah. Uh, I really, man, testimony in the Bible was two people. It was two people. Well, I, I take that back. The witnessing part of the testimony was right. two people. Yeah. It, uh, it was required that two people could give the witness account for something. If it was one person, it didn't amount to much. Uh, I look at it this way. How it relates to us now is Jesus is the other part of that two person. It's him and us. What we do with our life is an example of what Jesus is doing in our life. Right. The two of us, that is an account for our testimony. Right. I have to live up to my end of that expectation. Uh, I also have to depend on Jesus, uh, my relationship with him in order for me to be where I'm at and my Christianity. If I'm not, then... You know, it's only my account. I'm nothing Absolutely. without Christ. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I mean, that's how we are. We're nothing without Christ. If we just go on doing our thing, then that's what our lives were before. Absolutely. Well, that's, a, that's what I was going to mention as well. Um, you know, people have a testimony of when Jesus saved him. And that's why this whole, the spiritual birthday thing really oh, that gets does you, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, Me too. It's because, not important. Well, it's, it's not important. I mean, it, it's. It's that, not bad. It's that not you a bad were, thing, but, no, but that we shouldn't focus be, on it. That shouldn't be the, the, the day that you focus on. Absolutely. Because hopefully you're growing since then. Um, so that's actually one of the things I'd written down. I had to breathe just now. But that's yeah. Finally. Goodness. But anyway, um, no, I meant because I was going to say something. Oh, okay. And then I just was like, yeah, no, <laughs> um, because our testimony shouldn't only be about what God did in the past. It shouldn't only be that we received our salvation. It yeah. should be, what did God do in my life today? Right. What have I seen God do in the last week? Um, how do I see God working daily in my life? Um, 
So that I think that's more important than anything, you know, because it's the it, overall story, right? It's not one specific thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it should be the overall condition of your yeah. soul and your spirit in Christ. Right. Because right. here's the thing, you know, we've all met people that, you know, are 50 years old and they talk about the greatest uh, football game they played in high school. Yeah. Well, yeah. has nothing else happened between that game and now that you're 50 years old? I don't know. That, exactly. Yeah. So I think our testimony needs to be growing uh, because we should be growing in yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't think you're, I don't think you're, you know, I think I don't want somebody to take this the wrong way. When you are saved is very important. We talk to a lot of people and we ask them about their testimony. Yeah. And because it's the entire story, we're yeah. not talking to them because they don't have a story of salvation. Right. We're talking to them because they're a child of God. Right. They're a Christian. Right. right? So I really, I really believe that it's important, but here's why I don't like it. And I, and I, I'm glad you gave me a minute to compose myself. <laughs> uh, Get you crunk. Well, there's an emphasis on it. Yeah. I think in some instances, uh, well, I'm just going to say it. in some churches, there's a, there's an emphasis on, uh, do you know the day you were saved? Uh, and that, and I'll tell you why I say that, because the church that I went to, when I had the pastor come over, I was, uh, I turned my life over to Christ. My brother met with a, a pastor of a local church or called him so that I could meet with him. And they, and he showed up at my house. One of the very first things he asked me is, do you know your spiritual birthday? Right. And I looked at him like, I don't even know what that is. Right. Uh, my spiritual birthday was just a few days ago when he explained it to me. Right. So that was just a few days ago. Right. Uh, so, but I didn't understand why that was important. Right. Uh, and I'm not, and this has nothing to do with the church or that, or, or that guy, the preacher has nothing to do with that, but I didn't understand the importance of that, nor right. was it explained after that. Right. Now, now fast forward two years in the church, uh, it was asked of my wife. Right. And does she have a, uh, an account of her spiritual birthday? It created doubt. Right. Because she didn't have, she got so hung up on when the date was. Right. That it, it, it was the keys, right? The shiny keys distracting her from her relationship. And what happened, man, it, you know, she, she reached out to the pastor's wife and, 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 into the story is she was reassured that there was no uh, issue for her about her salvation. Not, not because the pastor's wife talked to her is because my wife came to the understanding and, and reassurance through the Holy spirit that she, well, there's no issue with it. It does. And, you know, but it, it created, it creates doubt sometimes. It does create doubt. Exactly. And it's kind of like if you were a Methodist and you're like, Everyone needs to be a Methodist or they're all going to hell. You're going to hell if you're not a Methodist. You're going to. Um, Good thing we're not Methodists. I'm well, just kidding. No. But you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it, it calls everybody. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it places that seed of doubt. And, you know, how does anything grow? I don't know. Man. From a seed. You just got to plant a little bit of well, doubt. Right. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh. So if you're if you're a, a Presbyterian and you heard somebody say, if you're not a and you're you weren't seated in your relationship 
right. we're going to say. Yep. But you were a new Presbyterian, and you heard someone say, oh, well, you need to be a Methodist or you're going to hell. Yeah. Somebody just planted a seed. Yeah. It's your choice. It's it's up to you. Do you um do you uh nurture that seed of doubt? I don't know, man. It depends you nurture, on your exactly your relationship desire, with God. Your nah, desire to have you, that relationship. That's why and now you got me a little sped up, but that's why we that's why we talk so much about the importance of the relationship you you desire for God. Right. If you Man, people, if, man, you get me going, dude. We, we were on testimony. Here's what I want to say. If you, if you are not working currently in your relationship with God, if you're not currently desiring that relationship, I mean, hungering for it, seeds of doubt will overgrow seeds of faith. They will, they will, they'll create havoc, man. It's like a weed. Yes. Uh, it'll start to grow and you'll start. And, and I'll say this personally, for me, I had that happen. I, it, I took on some seeds of doubt. And when those things started to happen, I had to look back and realize that my relationship with God had to grow stronger than the doubt that was starting to be sprinkled. Right. Uh, so anyways, uh, let's, all right. So, are you, all right, go ahead. I know you still got a little bit in there. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm I'm looking something up. I don't know what you're doing, buddy. Just give me a second. Uh, I am. You have all day. You take it. Um, Okay. So right here it is, and it is uh, Ecclesiastes seven one. Okay. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. You need to be prepared. Are you prepared? Um, yeah. The days of one birth, you know, the day you were born is irrelevant. Our, our our natural birthday is irrelevant. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with preparing us for the end. Our right. spiritual birthday, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's important that someone got to that point. Yeah. But what are they going to do with it? Have they done anything since that football game back in high school when they're 15, you know, the last 32 years? Have you done anything with your life? Have you been sitting in church for the last 10 years and done anything with your spiritual birthday? Or is it irrelevant? You haven't arrived just because yeah, you I like have that. your I like that. Just because you have your salvation doesn't mean you have arrived that yeah. day. Right. You should be. I'm not saying that you can lose your salvation. I'm not saying that you can back away from that. What I'm saying is that isn't the end all be all. Yeah. It should be growing. Yeah. It should be learning. It should be drawing closer to God. It's it called should sanctification. Be, yes. It should be allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us yeah. and to... Um, it's not important unless people make it important. Exactly. If they yeah. honor their spiritual birthday. Right. By becoming closer to God. Because my birthday, um, I don't even care if I celebrate or whatever. Well, not one thing, it just reminds me I'm getting old. Yeah. But another reason is, you know, my dad was never big on birthdays and stuff. I mean, I'm not saying he was like, well, you know, we don't celebrate birthdays or anything like that. Because there are some religions that don't. But he didn't put an emphasis on it. Right. You right. know, oh, we're going to shut down the world. <laughs> you are still getting cakes and streamers at like, what, 45? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll tell you. Cal- uh, if I, candles, Alan. If I was, 
if my dad needed something on my birthday, he had a job that he was going to go do and he needed a hand or yeah, didn't take whatever. The day off. And if I would have said, oh, but it's my birthday, my, my dad would have been like, boy, you better climb in that truck. That has no bearing on anything. So, uh, I could just see how that would roll out. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry, pops, but it's my birthday. Yeah, I'm taking the day off. You boy, know. you're 42 years old. You better get in the car. Oh, we're talking about when I was 14 or 15. He'd be right. like, dude, you better, right. you better climb in that uh, truck. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, I'll buy you a hamburger at lunchtime. You but, know, I, you know so. I liked I liked the point you made about uh, it is important. We're not saying it's not important, but if you place so much of an emphasis on anything, whether it's your spiritual birthday, whether whatever, uh, how you worship, if you if if you place so much of an emphasis on that, that it starts to distract you from your relationship with God, then it's a distraction. Well, it's kind of like we were saying, you know, and doubt is a distraction. If the day, if your spiritual birthday is your testimony and you've been going to church for five years, there you go. You're, you're, you're missing something. (laughs) Yeah, you are. They're not teaching something from the front of the church. You're not in your Bible. Or yeah. something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got. Whew. I got crumbs. All right. So let's let me let me try to get back on track, dude. I think we went so far around. That, no. Uh, no. Uh, because it's still a testimony. Because if, like, it is your testimony. Yeah, your testimony should be daily. Uh, and if you're not seeing God work in your life, Lord, like our um episode the other day. Um, which one are you talking about? And I, it probably hasn't come out yet. It it hasn't. I don't believe. But it was um, Creed. Doing no. It was doing this. It oh, was yeah, doing yeah. an internal yep. um, inspection of evaluation. Yeah. yeah, of yourself. Uh, because God does answer prayer. He will answer your prayer. He will answer everyone's prayer. I'm here. I got preaching. I, I didn't mean to do. It's that, okay. It's okay. You got fired up, man. You I came did. in here sleeping, and now you're awake. I know. Uh, you know, I I and. This is what we do. So, you know, if somebody's just now starting to listen to us, oh boy, I feel really <laughs> bad for them because a lot of times we'll talk about something we're going to attempt to talk about. And then we, Alan says a word and I get crazy about the word and then and vice versa. Yeah. And it gets spun around. But, uh, you know, the, the whole thing is nobody's, nobody's exactly right. Like no. we're not exactly right. Like I'll say something that somebody will point out later and, and I don't take offense to it because they're not exactly right either. Right. They don't have the entire complete package. Do you know when we will have all the answers? Yeah. When I get to heaven. Exactly. It'll be explained. That's it. <laughs> and but I'll have that, understanding at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I don't have it now. I take. And to think that we did or anyone does is such a fallacy. Well, and here, and that brings up. <laughs> You know, the thing is, man, is you and I talk more about what we didn't do, what we didn't have, what we weren't doing right, uh, in contrast with what God is doing in us, not what we're doing. Yeah. What God is doing. That's all we're sharing. We're not, we're not, I'm not telling you that if you don't remember your spiritual birthday, shame on you. I'm not telling you that if you do, uh, that you found the key, like it, I'm just telling you experiences we had that's salvation i've said it over and over and over say it again 
Um, <laughs> salvation isn't the end all be all. It's, it's only the beginning. It's not. It is so, it's just the beginning. And um, if you, oh, I almost said something I shouldn't say. If you get, if, if you, and I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing. Uh, unless you're in a, in a period when you come to Christ, uh, that's that you're in just a bad spot in your life. Like I was, Yeah, you really won't learn or I'm not even learn. You won't experience it in that amazing way. Unless you're in church and you and you go down and, and you just feel it like we've heard stories of where people turn their life to Christ or in, you know, vacation Bible school or whatever. And you go down, it should be exciting and it should be exciting because you are just opening the door right. to a relationship. Right. Right. You're just cracking that door. You have just experienced uh, the beginning of an yeah. amazing relationship. So I want to ask you a question. This oh, is going to open up a can of worms <sighs> and it's going to get some people crunk. And, ahead, okay. Good. So, all right. So the problem a lot of churches have is with infant baptism. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that was a split absolutely way back. True. The- absolutely. Yep. It is. It's true because baptism isn't the key. An understanding of who Jesus is and what Jesus did okay. is the key. Yeah. Here's my question. Oh boy. So if you're five or six, do you truly have an understanding? To me, it still falls in the same lines as infant baptism. It means <laughs> nothing unless you truly have an understanding. And if your testimony is I was five or six or whatever, um, did it's, it's kind of the same as the, as the Baptist. What is your question for me? My question is, I do that a lot. Don't I? Yeah. So, it's an hour later. I know. Nah, so no, my question is at what age do you truly have an understanding? Because if you're five or six, do you truly have an understanding? And wouldn't that be, equal to infant baptism, not having an understanding at all. Well, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to give you a depends because that's one of those safe answers that people say, well, it depends because they don't want to offend anybody. Here's what I'm going to give you. You asked for my opinion, right? I did. Scripturally, scripturally, there's no age, right? There's not, it's not, it's not a manual that says at five, yeah, this will happen, right? It doesn't happen like that. Here's what I'm going to tell you, because this part is based on my opinion. My opinion is at three or four. I don't see it. I don't see a three or four year old understanding their salvation. Yeah, I, I believe. OK, so let me ask you something. At four, did you believe in Santa Claus? No, nah, not you. Not all right. You, God, you are. You ask a question. I'm going to answer it. I ask you a question. You're like, no, no, I didn't actually. And here's, I don't, here's I don't, why. Okay, okay. Golly, man. It's about f- four or five. Actually, this is why we know. sit far apart. Because right. I would have punched you just now. No, I'm going to tell you my story. All right. So I was like four or five, and I had been, you know, Santa Claus. Tell Santa Claus what you want for Christmas and this and that and everything. So I was a mischievous child. I'm sure. I mean, that he isn't then. relevant right he now. Then. Yeah, probably so. But anyway, I was like four or five and my parents were in the living room wrapping presents. Okay. So 
I snuck out of bed and I was peeked around the corner and I'm like, what are they doing? So they were wrapping this football. And so the next morning I'm like, Oh, okay. So said Santa, I went back to bed and I woke up the next morning and it was time to open the presents. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So yes, it had from Santa on it. And I'm like, what? No. Huh? I saw mom and dad rapping this thing. So yeah, I had no, uh, okay. So aside anyway. from that Christmas, <laughs> all right. Aside from that Christmas, the Christmas before that, did you believe in Santa Claus? Oh yeah. Here's my point, dummy. Listen. All right. So the thing is, is that four or five, there's, uh, there are things that you place a belief in. And now I, my, <laughs> my childhood's foggy. So <laughs> listen, I'm just being truthful. Last week's foggy. But the thing is, is there, there are a lot of young children that still believe in the Easter bunny. Yeah. The tooth fairy. Santa Claus. Like there's a lot of things yeah. that, uh, that kids believe in. Does that right. mean that they're true? No. And actually that brings up a great to point. It does it. Yeah, exactly. But they don't have an understanding. Of but it. here's, here's my point. I mean, here's my thought on that. So you have children that believe in Santa Claus. I was getting there, bro. the Easter bunny. I was getting there. Okay. That in 15 years, what yeah. do they believe in? Right. They don't believe in those things, but I'm afraid that Jesus Christ and God are on that list. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Go, right. go ahead on, man. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So the level of understanding at the time for a four-year-old yeah. is not consummate with a level of understanding as a 15-year-old. Right. Yeah. Or a 25-year-old. Now, I'm right. not saying it should change, but you should really look at the level at which a child, I'm talking about a child now, I'm talking under 10, yeah, under eight, yeah. seven, a, a level at which a child understands truly what salvation is. Right? Can they comprehend heaven? Or do right. they just think it's a place that's not like earth? How was it explained to them? Yeah. You know, I mean, and this is way deeper than than we wanted to go or I wanted to go, but I don't think the level of understanding is there. Yeah. And that's based on what I now understand for me, what I understand at 52. Now right. I could understand it when I was 18. Right. I could have. Well, I mean, I, I received mine at nine. Yeah. I, yeah I, I know what you mean. I didn't truly have an understanding either. But it grew. But yeah, it grew. I'm not saying that I, I fully comprehend and I'm not. And we got on this subject. Um, now you got us on this subject. I, did. I didn't get us on this subject. But even the four-year-old, you know, that says I don't think he, so. I don't think so. Does uh, it really change, though, if they if they make it through life to 15 and they sit back in their bedroom and they're like, God, I really can't do this on my own. I just need to, I need my life to be turned to you. Does it change anything? No, it doesn't. It no. doesn't. What it now I'll tell you what happens and I'm sorry. People that are listening to this. Uh, it, it'll get back to testimony. Uh, I promise you. Anyways, what, what it does do though, is if that, if the way that it was brought to them wasn't handled correctly, or the person that brought it to them at three or four and led them to believe at that time, I'll tell you what happens right. at nine. If they would have died, did they truly have it? Well, it wouldn't even really matter because they still were not the age of accountability. I yeah. Believe. But let's say they yeah. believed it at eight, you know, their, yeah. their age of accountability, changed. let's say at 14. Yeah. 
if they if if their level of accountability and they they knew at that time and they weren't sure they had doubt they well my my um, oh, example was we are my example was you know at nine i received jesus christ um, did you have an understanding but i didn't have an understanding i didn't have a full understanding but i don't believe that i was at the age of accountability yet because i didn't have that understanding well, I think age of accountability but, and age of understanding is completely the same thing. You, ha- I, I do, man. I believe that yeah. you can't be accountable unless you understand something. Yeah. Ex- truly. Yeah, okay. I mean, exactly. truly. But, you know, all of that was irrelevant. Anyway, I had. A, you could a be part held of accountable. An, I had a part of an, a, a, an understanding, you know, um, even until three years ago. But I didn't fully grasp everything that a relationship with Jesus Christ meant. Yeah. There'll be people that will balk at this whole, this part of the conversation It's whatever. I don't believe at three or four. This is just me personally. You might have children that are, I don't know, Einstein level at three or four. Yeah. And they have a complete understanding when you go to them and tell them about the deity of Christ and that he was uh, born of a virgin birth. I don't don't know that understanding is there. For me personally, I'm going to tell you, I don't think so. I think you, I think you need to, they should have an understanding of it. It's not just, it's based on your faith in something, which turns to a belief in something. And how I got on this was, because of the spiritual birthday, if oh that's your testimony, gosh, oh, there you go. Okay, it, tie it in. Yeah, it should <laughs> tie it in. It, it, Please, that shouldn't be. Oh well, I got saved when I was 15 years old. And the length it. of time doesn't matter. Well, I'm just saying, as far as if you're 50 and you're like, well, I got saved at, f- at 15 years old, um, and you look back to that, but you haven't done anything with that. Yeah, where's your growth time? in Christ? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm guilty. I'm that dude. I have my hand up. Um, Both of us do. I'm that guy because I I wanted to go do my own thing. I was just full of pride and yeah, and chasing the pleasure of the pleasures of the world and doing my own thing. So it's I a great have point, a, man. I didn't truly have a testimony until three years ago when. Uh, my pops died. It was like two and a half years ago. I think now my pops died and I was like, Oh, I just saw the peace and joy that he had even until the last day. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, I need to really work on my relationship. He and I would have Christ centered talks all the time, but I didn't internalize it. I had a lot of head knowledge. I didn't have, yeah, I right. didn't have that much heart knowledge. I had a good heart. I'd help people and stuff even before that point. We'll see what the listener count drops to now. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Whatever. I, I mean, right. I mean, this. listen, if you're getting hung up on that, then you're the guy over there telling people uh, that their domination isn't good. Uh, I'm not worried about it, dude. Uh, no, no, no. Um, but I will say I liked I liked the way and, and this won't, I won't drag this through on the road too much longer. Uh, I like I like the way you looked at it as testimony because too many times we ask somebody, uh, what's your testimony of salvation? Yeah. When did you get saved? Right. And really, I mean, sometimes you can't even tell in somebody that they are like that they're living in Christ. Like you can't tell. And that to me just, and that's the thing. And you know, you've made all of that other stuff, not important. Right. Absolutely. You're, if the testimony is like, well, I received Christ when I was 14 years old. Um, and you're okay. We'll just say a, a, a 30 year old guy. 
Well, I received Christ when I was 15 years old. That shouldn't be the end of the testimony. And, well, I go to the Methodist church. That shouldn't be the end of the testimony. That shouldn't be your testimony. Exactly. <laughs> that should only be where you received your salvation and the beginning of your walk with Jesus Christ. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you can't make... Well, you could. People do it. You can't make something your, it shouldn't be a one identifiable item that makes it your salvation. No. Or your testimony. I'm sorry. It shouldn't be. It should be more, I know the dogs are going crazy and it's distracting me. Uh, it should be something that is, that, that, does, that explains, describes the process that you, you have through that whole thing. Like it shouldn't just be this one thing that, uh, your spiritual birthday and not, uh, let's get away from that. It shouldn't be the day of your salvation. Whenever that was, yeah. it should be like you said, what has happened in your life? What are you doing to bring glory to God? That to me, that's a testimony. That's your witness account of what's, yeah. what uh, God is doing in your life. Well, <clears throat> okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say. On oh, my gosh. And Are you asking me this. another question? No. Okay. No. Um, like I said, you know, the days of one birth, one's birth is not as important as the day is of one's death. Yeah, that's good. The question should be, are you prepared for eternity? Yeah, you should be. You know, it shouldn't be, well, I got, I think so. Well, yeah, I got baptized when I was 15. We lay a lot of stuff up here, man. Actually, there there's one denomination. And no, no, I'm not going to Jeez, I almost was like stricken from the record. (laughs) Yeah. What do they call it? An objection in court. Objection. Yeah. Overruled. Uh, So anyways. Well, okay. All I was going to say is, I'm sorry, I got to say. It's there. So actually, they have identified, the church has identified the age of accountability. And really? oh yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. right. What, what was it? Fifteen? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So um anyway. And it's sinless until then, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh it's a lot there's a lot of fault stuff out there, and we talked about this in an episode that'll be coming up uh, about creeds. Um no, no it's, it's gonna come out before here. Well, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. I, I don't get into the whole, the whole, this I whole gotcha. electric world or uh, digital world is I, crazy I for me. Yeah. Anyways, uh, know your, know your biblical truth. Know your biblical truth. That, that is not supported anywhere in the Bible Yeah. or discussed. Like yeah. that's just crazy. And don't, don't let stuff get manipulated. Anyways, let me get back to testimony so we can clear this out. Uh, the whole reason I went down this road with the testimony thing, and then it turned into a word that was capitalized and I started looking at stuff is my brother said to me one time, uh, don't let it ruin your testimony. Yeah. And I said, okay, because I didn't know what it meant. And I want to have the conversation. So <laughs> right. I said, okay, thanks. Love you, man. And I hung up and I was like, what does that even mean? Right. Uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit stuff like that. I don't even care. Yeah. And I, and I sat and I was like, what does it mean not to let something ruin my testimony? And how would that ruin my testimony? My testimony can't change. Yeah. But then I got to thinking, yeah, it can, yep. it can change. It can change and grow, uh, for the better, or you can do something here. Let me give an example. So for the last two and a half years, two and three quarter years, uh, 
we've been kind of on this walk together in a sense, just not together in a friendship, but more importantly, lately we have been. So let's say we're in this, this walk for two and three quarter years. And tomorrow I'm like, you know, I'm going to spend a week and just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go on a bender. I'm going to go out and buy some alcohol and, and you drive by and see me coming out of the liquor store. What do you think? Uh, Hey, where's the party? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No. What Um, would you really think though? I would question whether or not you truly had a relationship. Yeah. Because that, because that's, 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 that would be questionable on a couple different levels because one, you don't want to create a stumbling block for your brother because, you know, I'd be like, Oh, Oh, I know that dude, and he's been walking with God, and he's going to the liquor store. I can do that. It's no big deal. And then another thing is you would uh, – um, I would question your – Well, my intent. Your, intent. your intention on truly having that relationship, or is it is this something you're just saying? Yeah. Or is it right. Is it you know? valid? Is there yeah. validity is it, behind yeah. it? Is, is it, it yeah. am I just spewing out stuff to just you know, what if what if I uh what if I maybe you didn't see it like that? Maybe I walked out with a twelve pack of beer and handed a guy one of our podcast cards. That would be invalid as well. Yeah. I it mean you, you you see it, what I'm saying? There's you, things that can have such a detrimental effect on our on our testimony. Okay, so here's a, a an example. It's not a tr- it's a fictional example. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. So, this is not true. So what if, you know, 10 dudes were going to church and they all get together to have a Bible study. But while they're doing the Bible study, um, they're passing around a bong because it doesn't say anything about smoking marijuana in the Bible. Yeah. Would that, how valid would that Bible study be if they're all high and there's, you know, well, what if, what if one, what if two of the guys don't get high from it? Then that's not, uh, it doesn't create a, 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 not a sober mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, We'll look at it in different ways. You can, you, we, me, I should evaluate things on whether or not it will hold true to my testimony. Yeah. We should. It's so, man, it is so hard. I'm going to tell you, man, but here's life, the, ain't, life ain't perfect. It is not our lives are not are, are No, perfect. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's life is perfect except for two people. Um, but anyway, and not these two people. No, but, um, actually, you know, you would, you would wonder if that person that was coming out of the liquor store, um, or getting high at a Bible study, if they were only hypocrites, if they're only, you know, there's, they're saying, do as I say, not as I do. Nah, I'm not, I'm not going to agree with that. I do for the point that you're making. I know what you're saying. They're, they're not a hypocrite because they were led that way. They were led into that, right? If you're at a Bible study, you're learning, yeah. right? So if, if the guy that's holding the Bible study is passing around the bong and you're sitting there and you're partaking in it because somebody that's leading the Bible study is telling you that this is the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are misled. There's a lot of people, 
a lot, a lot of churches mislead people. Right. A lot of people mislead people. Well, the only reason I bring up the hypocrite because, um, well, it's kind of doesn't fit in with this, but are you holding someone else to your standard? You can't do that. Or are you holding someone to the standard of the Bible? Right. And that's the standard you should hold them to. Yeah. Honestly, you, yeah, we, man, we, we've taken this thing down some, some trails. We did. But in, in that sense, I'm going to, I'm just going to say that I have tried to have more understanding and less evaluation, right? Like I don't yeah. want to evaluate somebody all the it's, time. It's hard to do because you, if you hold the Bible every day and you're reading it and praying over it and having conversation with God, it's hard not to evaluate. Well, we don't know a person's heart. I mean, there are some fruits that show you that where they are. Um, but you and I've had a lot of discussions about the alcohol thing. Uh, just because <laughs> someone, I don't, dude, I don't know what you do. Do you write this stuff down before you get here? No. You're like, well, this conversation has kind of been a little boring. So let me alcohol. No. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> Golly, no, man. but no point being, you and I have had, a you know, quite a few conversations about alcohol. Yeah. Well, we'll put anything in there, fill in the blank. Sure. We've had, we have discussions about things that take our focus off of God. Yep. Drugs, alcohol, sex outside of marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there are some things, the sex outside of marriage is just, we all know that alcohol is one of those, uh, blurry lines and it's real blurry if you're drunk. But anyway, uh, but it's one of those things because there's some things people just don't have an understanding of, right? Don't sleep with other women when you're married. Don't sleep with women before you get married. Right. Um, that's pretty cut and dry alcohol. I mean, um, that is, there are things, not just alcohol. Like I said, right. fill in the blank. Right. There are things that people, they truly want to have a walk with God. They right. truly right. are, right. are trying. They're diligently trying, but they just haven't been enlightened to that yet. They haven't came to that point. They haven't, and when they're, if they're diligently walking, they will, they will come to that point, but it's not up to us to be like, I mean, we can help them along. Definitely be like, nah, I've learned to let go of that. Yeah. Uh, my opinion, uh, it becomes that evaluation thing. I want an understanding. If you're going to sit and tell me that drinking beer while you're doing a Bible study, smoking a bong, whatever, if you're going to tell me that that helps bring glory to God in some way, I don't buy it. That's retarded. Yeah. I mean, I don't buy it. I'm not going to listen. I'm not, if you want to have a beer while you're mowing the grass, whatever you do, you, but if you're discipling, which that is, if you're discipling others and you feel that's the only way to get through to people, that's ludicrous, man. Yeah. That's just, I don't, I don't get it. Whatever. Well, it's, it's kind Uh, of like, um, you know, people will look at differently on the, on the music thing and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff and I don't, whatever. Well, like Shanda said, what you win somebody with, you win them too. Yeah. So if the church yeah. is going to lessen yeah. their standards to, or an individual accommodate, well, mm-hmm. yeah, on any level to accommodate a certain type of person or a certain group, well, 
they're not living up to the standards of the Bible and they're going to, their testimony is going to be nil. Yeah. It's, it's going to be yeah. fruitless. Um, and they're going to lead other people into a fruitless testimony as well. Yeah. It's fruits. It's just of the wrong kind. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know what, and that, that brings up something, right? Like my neighbor came over the other day and he, uh, <laughs> I almost said he has a potty mouth. Uh, you know, he, he curses a lot, man. And he came over. Well, I told this story before he came over, I was outside talking to my wife and then I found myself cursing, having a conversation with him. And I walked away from that. I said, I will not do that again. Like that had so much conviction on me Yeah. when I walked away and I realized because I, because I lowered down to a level to have a conversation using profanity that didn't strengthen my testimony. No. That didn't do anything like it. Yeah. You think that was, he was like, wow, he's cursing like me. I better turn my life to Christ. That didn't, <laughs> right. he was, you know, that didn't do anything. I walked away from that and I was like, man. Uh, and so I had another friend of mine, uh, not too long ago. He wanted me to weld something on a trailer. He came over, uh, you know, and he, he curses, uh, quite a bit. And, but I, I specifically remember to myself being like, wow, like, uh, and not judgmental towards him. He's, he's a good dude. Like he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and was, and, and still is a very good friend of mine, uh, for several reasons. But I, 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 I remember to myself thinking, uh, I can't win him through my behavior if my behavior doesn't point to God. Exactly. Yeah. I can't. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm trying to convince him yeah. because your behavior isn't a, a sales tactic. It's the real deal. If right. you're, if I'm standing there and I'm slinging F bombs around uh, and I'm talking about, you know, fruitless relationships with women while I'm married uh, just to, just to let him know I'm a real dude. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm was pointing it, to me. I'm not pointing it, to God. Wasn't it Paul? That said he conformed yeah. to be like other people. But I mean, he didn't conform. He was, he just wasn't on his pedestal. He got down there and he was, you can he was meet people, to people where they're at. You don't have to meet them uh, by who you are to meet them. Yeah. You don't have to change who you are to meet them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You can meet people where they're at. Right. And that's, you know, people, we, we have to meet people where they're <laughs> Golly, at because bro, you, oh, you got me going. We have to meet people where they're at because we can't expect them to grow to be where we think they should be before we interact with them. We Man, have to, you know, I love this dude to death and I'm going to tell this story and whatever. I mean, I love him to death. I do. You know who I'm talking about and I love him to death. Uh, meaning I would, I would give anything for this guy. He is a Christian. He's saved. I know he is yeah. uh, converted, uh, from Catholicism. Okay. Uh, I don't think he listens. Uh, but anyways, here's so we, the deal, man. So, uh, I'm going to tell the story and dude, if you're listening, I, I'm sorry, man, if you're going to hate me after this, but I think it'll, it'll, it'll help somebody. Uh, my wife always says, be helpful, not hurtful. <laughs> Cause I wrote that devotion. We had oh. a conversation. I say something. She's like, that was hurtful, not helpful. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, touche. Uh, so anyways, he, he sends me this video 
And I shared it with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I show you, and what do we get through? 42 seconds of it? Yeah. You were like, turn it off. Oh, <laughs> so anyways, gracious. I tell this story. And I and and when he sent it to me, I sent a text back. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, are you, are you flubbing on me right now? Are you joking with me? Like trying to get something out? Right. And he was like, no, this guy speaks to me. And I'm like, there's no way he speaks to you. If he speaks to you, he's speaking to the dude on the other shoulder. Uh, so anyways, I watched this video and I'm like, I said, I said, I almost said his name. I said, dude, don't let this ruin your testimony like that. There's nothing there that speaks. Uh, you know, what if, let me ask you something. Would you take that video that I showed you that he sent me Yeah. that short clip? Would you, I wouldn't show it to my 11 year old. Well, no. Uh -uh. And and somebody might say, well, yeah, there's certain content you don't show to your kids. There's some well, if sailors. It's, if, it's, if it's godly, you should. Yeah. If it's not of God, yeah, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't watch it. And there's, I wouldn't let that produce my testimony. Absolutely. There are some sailors that I wouldn't share that video with. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. And if it's speaking to you, what is it speaking to you? Is it speaking to your carnal side? You yeah. know, and my buddy was like, well, you know, we're, we're, we're called, we're in the world, but we're not called to be of the world. And I said, that is keeping you in the world. Yeah. Uh, he said, well, if I'm called to sit down with somebody and, and, and bring them to Christ by conversation and it takes a bottle of Jack Daniels, then it takes a bottle of Jack Daniels. And I said, so you'd sleep with a hooker to bring her to Christ. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Not at all. No, it does. So anyways, uh, you can meet people where they're at. And he did say that. And I agree. That is a profound statement. And it's, guess what? It came from the Bible. Yeah. You can meet people where they're at. It doesn't mean you change who you are. Exactly. You have to stand strong to your fundamentals and your values and your standards. And guess what? That comes from the Bible. If the stuff we're holding on to is of the world, that's not doing anything for your testimony. My dad's testimony was his life. Right. I mean, well, uh, let me say it this right. way. His life was his testimony. Right. He lived the Bible. He never, um, he wasn't perfect. Not at all. And this isn't to lift my dad up. Yeah. But people were watching and they were looking for the chink in the armor. They were looking for something. They couldn't find it because he was a straight up dude. Yeah. Was he perfect all the time? No. no. I never heard him say a curse word. He uh, never seen him take a drink of alcohol. Uh, I've seen him lose his temper. I mean, if you had me for a son, you'd lose your temper as well. Yeah. But I mean, as he got older, he never lost his, lost his temper. He was just even kill. Um, and I watched that. We are so far. I am sitting here because of that man's testimony. Right. His life. Right. Because. He didn't stray. He held yeah. on to his testimony. He held on to his beliefs and there wasn't anything that was going to make him stray. Now he, he didn't sit on a pedestal and expect people to live up to his standards. Right. He would, he would be on everyone's level. I mean, he was very good at, um, you know, accommodating everyone as far as where they were. But he wouldn't get down in the trenches with someone and act like them or talk like them to win them to a relationship. He held on firm to his testimony and other people were either going to respect that yeah. and think, oh, I need what this man has or they're going to be like, he's too hardcore. I don't want any of that. 
one or the other, but he never changed who he was. Well, I think it gives people something to aspire to. You know, if they if they have somewhere to go outside of where they're at, yeah, it's a much easier to look to that than well, he's in the same spot I am. So, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of value to it. And it and I'll I'll say it again, we don't have it right. Yeah. We we strive and desire to have a closeness with God. Yeah, uh, as Christians, and and I'm not you know I'm not putting my buddy down for the method that he uses uh, or what he does or his thoughts behind it. You know, that's, that's between him and, and God really. Well, and I don't mean that in a way of, Oh, God's going to sort it out. I just mean, that's between what, what he, what we all do. Right. I, I still struggle in sin, bro. I talk to you about that all the time. I talked to you about it last night. I still struggle in stuff. That's yeah. between me and God. Right. Uh, you know, and, well, right now is actually a great time. Halloween's coming up and yeah, Antoine LaVey, he was the church of Satan. Okay. Okay. And he said, well, Halloween makes me happy because at least one night a year, Christians allow their children to worship the devil. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, Wow. How many churches are going to participate in Halloween to draw people to church. But they changed the name. They call it trunk or treat. Yeah, exactly. So you that's know. the point. You know, they're they're weakening their testimony as a church absolutely, absolutely. to accommodate people yeah. in hopes that these people will come to church. Yeah. Well, if you're going to a church that's going to sell it, oh, I'm going to make some people mad. But if you're going to a church that's celebrating Christ, um, Halloween and you win them over by your haunted house or something. Yeah. Um, you just won them by the wrong thing to the wrong thing. Agreed. Well, listen, you and I aren't going to sit here and, and well, we shouldn't say that. No, no. Uh, and when, but, but here's the deal. And I say this over and over because you have to listen to the messaging, right? I had this conversation with this dude the other day online about the alcohol thing yeah. and he wasn't listening to the messaging. It wasn't, there was never, I never had a conversation with the guy about the Bible says it's wrong to drink. There's no talking about uh, the, the plus or the minus of wine and the, I didn't have that conversation with him. I said, if you're going to dangle alcohol in front of somebody as the Bible allows it, you, if you're pointing to that, you're not pointing to Christ, right? You're not, I don't care what you, you say what you want. If you, and I listen, is alcohol a thing for me? Yes. It's no secret on this podcast. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the Bible says something that it doesn't. We've both said there are instances in the Bible where it talks about strong drink. There's instances in the Bible where it talks about wine. There are things that people from both sides, uh, pro alcohol, anti alcohol, they'll talk about and try to support it, twist it, turn it, whatever. I don't care. If that is what you're making your issue, your thing, you're not putting the emphasis on Christ. Yeah. You're, you're turning it away from something. Uh, and that's what happens. A lot of times people will, uh, for the shock value for, was there a purpose to put something on there that says the Bible doesn't say you can't drink? I don't know what the purpose was. I really don't. I don't know if you're trying to debunk a myth. That's what the thing that it was used for. And yeah, you got me fired up, man. You want to talk about some stuff here? Let's go. There's, there's too many people 
looking for the loopholes. Oh, man. Oh, well, it doesn't say anything. And the shock value. Yeah, yeah. Debunking or, a myth. Well, we can go, we can still snort cocaine and go to heaven, you know, and no, it says be sober-minded. So people are like, well, I can, I can snort lines of cocaine to be sober-minded. No, you can't. Oh, I have a tolerance to alcohol. Man, yeah. I used to drink, I'm not kidding you, 18 to 20 beers in a sitting on a Saturday night. Dang. I had tolerance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I could drink seven, eight, yeah. no effect. So yeah. was that okay? Not at all. Not nah, stupid. So, yeah. and, but here's, and here, let me finish my point because golly, man, I don't know. I like we need a GPS st- next time. Like <laughs> Our drive is taken, it's gone everywhere. I like getting you stirred. My thing is, is that if you're trying to teach people how to find the loophole, right? Yeah. Debunk the myth. Yeah. You're, you're looking at the wrong stuff. It doesn't matter what you and I say. It has, yeah. it does. It matters not what Alan and Bill say. It matters what the Bible says. Now you want to talk about salvation, baptism. Uh, you, you want to twist around who uh, the virgin mother of Jesus was. If you want right. to twist all that stuff around. Yeah. That's, that's stuff you need to have conversations about, yeah. but that's not debunking a myth. That's not mythical. That's yeah. truthful. That's right. And I don't know why people need to come out and feel such a necessity uh, with the alcohol thing. Uh, you know, it's like somebody trying to make adultery, right? You know, I, mean, I don't understand. Yeah. Like you're not pointing to Christ. Right. Yeah. I got you. Fired. Oh, <laughs> dude. So I was watching this uh, video of this guy and he had some pretty valid things to say about you know one topic i was searching out but then i i researched the guy a little bit and like the next video that i i saw of him he was on his soapbox talking about how polygamy is supported in the bible and and all this stuff and i'm like dude so everything that he said and the other thing that i thought was valid yeah it lost its validity because i'm like that dude's testimony is like (laughs) way way off oh my yeah absolutely i got one more thing to say we need to shut this down probably Mm -hmm. um (laughs) go ahead we'll get stirred up on another one and guys if we said anything to uh um, do you even make you mad? No. Man, that that stinks, but we're talking the truth. And if you don't believe us, search Read it your out. Bible. Right. Search it out. Read the Bible. And I got one All more right, thing go to ahead, say. Go ahead, go ahead. So if only professed Christians understood that the gospel of Jesus Christ is able to fix our current social, medical, and political issues, there would be a lot less fighting, arguing backstabbing, slandering, and sowing divisions. Yeah. That comes from Brother Matthew. And I want to have him on here again for our to have a conversation about enlightenment versus salvation. But anyway. Not not hold on. I got one more. No, no, that's fine. I was just gonna say oh, good. anyway. Good, 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 good. Um, I thought you were getting ready to go, here's my number, goodbye. No. Because you no, do that, you just throw I it do. Out. All right. Uh no, I just wanted to say um that what I just read about, you know, from Brother Matthew is so true. And if people truly had, or if they, people had a true testimony, they wouldn't be doing all these things, backstabbing and slandering oh, no. and everything. Right, right. And they would be helping the other people have, create 
a great testimony and it should be daily. Yeah. Yeah. And I, all I want to go, I want to go back just for a second. Okay. Uh, maybe 30. I want to go back to when we were talking about the age of accountability. Okay. Uh, I really believe my personal opinion. Listen, if you feel you were saved at three uh, and you're 35 now uh, or 24 or whatever, then you need to, that's, that's something only you can pray about and think about. I'm not, I'm not questioning your salvation. I don't think Alan is either. No. I think all we're trying to do is say that there is a level of understanding that comes with responsibility. If I don't understand something, I can't be held uh, responsible for it. I really have to have an understanding. Yeah. And, and, and that that's ownership. Like you take ownership for that because of the level well, of understanding that you have. Right. And the, the only other thing really is, you know, if you were, if you, if you say that you were saved at three or four or five or whatever, um, just know that that's not the end of it. That's, that's not, the, that's the that's, point. Yeah. That's, that's the important the part. Beginning. Yeah. Make, so make something out of. If you're 35, it should still be, you should be having a walk daily. Yeah. Make something out of a sinless death uh, on the cross for us. Make something out of that. Like that's what, that's the whole point for all of this is yeah. do something with your salvation. Yeah. You, I mean, you should be bringing gl- uh, glory to God each and every day. Uh, anyways, is that good? Man. That's good, man. I think we found our way. I back. love Jesus Christ. That's my testimony. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm walking with him daily. I mess up daily. Yeah. Um, I like that, man. That's so, a good ending. Not. I, I really don't like your ending where you go, okay, okay, that wraps all right, it up. Guys. All right, yeah. See have, you. Bye. Anyways, thanks. Uh, head over to the website. Uh, nothing too cool there about us, but lots to point to God for. Uh, and also to the forum please, you know, sign up for the forum. We, uh, we would love to have more information and knowledge and, and just stuff shared over there. So we appreciate it. And we hope you guys have a blessed day. Enjoy your day, guys. Do you get that out right? Oh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> Bye. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworkswithanx.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.